0: What is up, folks? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. Man, what is happening? This is the first uh, show that we're going to do. Texas at Alabama, the first live call in show that I am doing. I am excited about this one. Um, Look to call in. um, It's going to be like a Paul Feinbaum kind of show. Right. So to call in use the EV mux code that is in the um actual video description or I, I think i have it pinned also um you know like to the comments so if you want to call in have your comments hey look just do it um, Yeah. So it might ask you to have your picture up or or your sound. Definitely have your sound. You can have your picture as well. But look, I'm not going to put you on the screen. We are going to hear you from the uh, from the background. So it doesn't matter if your picture's up or not. But we're going to talk this Texas ball, man. So don't be afraid to call in. If you want to call in, voice your opinion. We can talk anything about ball, man. This is what this is about. Hit that um, hit that link. In the actual video description, Mux link, and it's going to take you. That is the guest link to come in and talk. But, folks, man, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to talk about the Texas versus Alabama matchup here this week. What do we like? What do we didn't like from Texas? Um, you know, Alabama. How did Alabama look? Yes, the score looked great, 56-7, to 7, but there are some chinks in that armor too as well. Things that I think we want to talk about, man. Straight up, straight up is Texas has to hit that deep ball. But if Texas can't hit the deep ball, man, guess what? We got to be able to go down, drive for drive, very methodically. What's up, Ladarius, man? What's up, Hicks? I see futures in here as well. First off, let's do this just a shout-out to everybody. Uh, we got Hicks in here. We got Future. We got Quentin. Um, those are some go-to guys who are always here for the show. Uh, who else we got? Dustin, what's going on, Dustin? Good to see you in here, brother. Um, yeah, man. Dustin, like I said, anybody who wants to call and hit that link. But, look, we're going to talk about what I think are some strengths and some weaknesses on this team. Uh, you guys let me know in the comments or on the call line. Um, just – this team, man, the Texas offensive line, the interior of the offensive line is something that has to get fixed. And I think that's something we got to look at, man. This team has to get better on the inside. I tell you what, uh, to not have the interior of the line kind of solidified yet, man, we had Jake Major, so he's a four-year starter. And I got some, you know, some film that I was showing around, just, just some different plays of him. And, man, he, he was getting tossed around pretty well down there, man. Um, also to have, uh, you know, Cam, not Cam, Campbell you know you know saying so DJ Campbell um and also uh Hayden Connor Campbell goes out man Hayden Connor actually goes over to the right guard which is very shocking but Neto comes in Neto's nasty bro shout out to Neto shout out to his brother Zena who just committed today um Hicks what's going on man he said looking forward to seeing the O-line adjustments for this game if we get better protection up front I think Quinn hits those deep routes better I do too Quinn has to step into those um You know, Quinn has to step into those throws, but it's very hard to step into throws when somebody's in your face. Right. And so, yeah, I totally, uh, you know, I totally, you know, just kind of feel you on that same point, man. We got to block better on the interior, especially on the on the interior, that line, the center and the two guards, man. But look, I was kind of shocked to see Neto be the first person off the bench i didn't know he was going to be the sixth offensive lineman i thought that was going to be cole hudson but i don't know if cole hudson is dealing with an injury per se or not but i tell you what man Neto played nasty and he played physical man uh let's take a look here we have way better conditioning at least after playing in 160 degree field well cape let me tell you something man i am in alabama right now for the military you know you know purposes i you know i'm in montgomery it's hot as hell here too man it's hot as hell you know, it's consistently 98 to 100 to 102. So I don't think the heat's going to be different, man. It actually, it's so much more humid here. Um, it's like being in Houston. You know, it's it's humid as hell. So, I, you know, look, I don't know if the heat's going to be that big of a difference. It's the south. It's always hot in the south. Texas is a different heat. Yeah, I get it. Um, but, yeah, man, it is what it is. Yeah, so game temperature is going to be at 75. That is true because it is a night game. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. But it is hot as hell here. During the day here in Alabama. Like I said, I'm in Montgomery as hot as hell. But man, that interior offensive line. I was I was shocked to see Neto be the first person off the bench, but man, he played well. He solidified that left side of the line. Him and Kelvin Banks uh were really good in the run blocking. Texas has to force Alabama to know that we can do something really great in that game. And I think if we can run on that left side of the game, which of course uh them to roll more coverage over there more people on the line to you know you know to our left side of the line maybe we can start to you know do some play actions to the right side of the line what have you but i'm telling you man it's going to be a good game i don't think people are giving this uh team enough credit i think i think texas is going to show up pretty well here i already have my prediction and you'll see my prediction on on our friday but man um i'm in love with this game it's this gonna be a really good game it's gonna be a lot closer than people are giving it credit for uh texas man um the deep ball. We got to talk about the deep ball question. The deep ball, man, Quinn hasn't been able to hit that deep ball yet. It's something that he has to do. I don't know what he is going to have to do to be able to hit that deep ball. Um, I think uh if the blocking is better, and I think Hicks said this, man. If the blocking is better, yes, Quinn can step into those throws, make those throws even better, be able to hit those uh those deep balls, man, and do some great things. Um, because we did have X. X was he was he was streaking. He was streaking, man. He was make what, four or five yards behind. Um, who else, man? Uh oh, Adonai Mitchell. He had a great play. He was a couple yards behind too, which it should have been the pass interference call, but it wasn't. But he he had some steps from the guy. Quinn, you know, I think Quinn threw off his back foot, man, and it, you know, the pass ended up being just a tad bit short. But I tell you what, man, if we can step into those passes, if our line can give him enough time I think we're going to have some good things. Uh, Why does no one talk about Nair anymore like he said? No, well, not that he's a non-factor, Quentin. Um, It's just that, you know, he's coming off that knee injury. We got to really see, like, no kidding, honestly, how comfortable is he on that knee? Um, He looked good on that pass from, um, you know, from Murphy. Murphy passed the ball like 100 pounds per hour to him. He caught it. it, you know, so it's just going to take time. And plus, we got, you know, Mitchell in and in, in also. So those kind of guys, man, they're kind of like those boundary guys, even though Nayer is actually backing up Xavier Worthy, which I thought was kind of um, interesting. I thought he would have been more of the backup, you know, to Mitchell, but he's backing up Worthy. And I think maybe that's in the case that somebody gets injured. Let's say let's say Jordan Whittington goes out then we have pieces where we can play, and maybe we can put X in the slot and have him do his thing where Jordan Whittington was, keep Adonai Mitchell where he was on the boundary, and then have Nayer out there on the field side. So basically making sure that we always have our best group of wide receivers no matter what happens. Our future, what's going on, man? Unleash Jaden Blue, in my opinion. Uh, He's high key, slippery with the missed tackles. Yes, Jaden Blue. First off, guys, if you want to dial in, Anybody want to dial in, the link is in the description for this video. You can say your piece. You don't got to type. You can say your piece. Let's have some fun. But also, folks, like and comment. Subscribe to these videos. Man, it helps me grow the channel a lot. But, yeah, future, I'm with you. Jaden Blue. A lot of people love to forget Jaden Blue was the number one running back in the country, folks, before he uh, went his senior season and didn't play his senior season. A lot of people love to forget that. This kid has great balance. He has great juice, great wiggle, great vision. I'm telling you, man, an awesome player. He did great things in that game. I love what I saw out of Jaden Blue. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's just good to know that our running back room is something um, that is still something to be coveted, right? You know, we lost Bijan. We lost Rojo. Understood. But, look, uh, I was hoping that this offensive line would be a lot better than it was last year and so that the, that the actual production here would – Will kind of stay the same by committee, um, but you know, look, the line has to get better. We're going to get better this week, folks. They have been planning for this game for months. Believe it, folks. They have been planning for this game for months. So, with that being said, they are going to play a, a lot better. And it is what it is on the you know you know on that line. Even though it is in Alabama, I totally understand that. I totally get it. But I think Texas has a really good shot at this game. Sark has something up his sleeves. One thing I will say. One thing I will say. What's up, Isaac? What's going on, brother? Um, one thing I will say is, when it comes to Sark, the main thing that we got on him about last year was the lack of adjustments in the second half. Now, mind you, this last game against Rice, we had a horrible first half as far as execution. Right? You know, Jay Brooks dropped a sure touchdown. Um, there was a miss. You know, like there was a misstep there. Um, where um, Quinn threw a perfect ball to uh, Sanders and Whittington was in the same area. The guy who was guarding Whittington hit the ball out of Sanders' hand. That was another touchdown. We literally left uh, probably eight more points on the board. If that's the case, we are going into halftime up 24 to 3. It looks completely different than what it did, but that's what week ones are for, especially when you win. They're teachable moments. And those are teachable moments. Folks, if you're just joining, hit that link in the description or the pinned comment on this video. Um, it's my EV EVMux link. If you click it, all you need is Internet, folks. It, uh, it'll take you right here and you can have a, a, a personal phone call and voice your opinions here about that game, man. Okay. You can voice your opinions about that game. I'm going to keep you behind the uh, green screen so you don't have to put your camera up or not. Only thing people are going to hear is your voice. So click that link, man, so that you can come in here and have a phone call with me and voice your opinion. Cause I want to hear you guys's voice. I want to hear you guys's voice. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, Quentin. Yes. Middle Tennessee, sag Bama three times. Yeah, look, man. I was talking to you know Ty from ATS Sports, man. That's my dude. We just got off a channel, um, the uh, SEC Connect channel that me, him, Stephen, Chris with a K, and Unfair Sports has together. Jay, you know Jay from from Unfair Sports, and we were talking about that. This Alabama line. I think they've been doing a lot of propaganda from the Alabama side of the house as far as. Um, showing the height and weight of these guys, the intimidation factor, right? Six-foot-five, 340-pound line, got it. Alabama didn't run the ball too well at all in this game. They did not. I'm looking at the stats right now on just what happened. Alabama, uh, they ran for over 200 yards. I will say that Miller had about 50 of those, but on the per person – I thought Alabama should have done a lot better um, on the ground than what they did. Jam Miller, I think, who might be um, with their, um, might be probably their most polished running back. He only had four carries or 14 yards. Richard Young, five carries for 18 yards. Justice Hayes, he averaged about seven yards a carry at four for 29. And then uh, Williams averaged about five yards a carry. And then Jason McClellan averaged about 3.9 yards a carry. So, you know, you, I was expecting that to be a little bit more dominant of a running game from Alabama, but they stuck at it. It's going to be very interesting. But Jalen Monroe is the truth when it comes to running that ball, man. But we got to be able to figure out how do we stop Jalen Monroe, guys? How do we stop? You guys let me know, how do you think we're going to stop Jalen Monroe? Call in if you want to talk about how you think we're going to stop him. Hicks says, unleash Ethan Burke. Yeah, Ethan Burke did his thing, man. He had one and a half sacks. Uh, which was more sacks than Ovia Gofu who had all of last year. He had that in this game and probably could have had another sack or two um, if he could get the guy down to the ground. Now, one thing I will say about that, uh, we got to wrap up better against Milrow because Milrow's a lot stronger than uh, you know JT Daniels. And if you miss on a tackle on him, he's going to take to the house. He's that explosive. I love Jalen Milrow's game, man, seeing him play in high school out of Katy, uh, Texas, something outstanding folks. So um he, he's going to be a problem with his legs, man. I want to see what's going to happen. If Texas can neutralize the running and then we see exactly um what kind of passer he is, what kind of offense is Tommy Reese going to unleash with him? Um, Is he going to try to force him to do something or is he going to play to his strengths? I think Tommy Reese is going to definitely play to his strengths. Um, So we shall see. All right, Quinn, you said, I don't. All right, Quinn, you know, so what do you mean by that? I don't what, but, um, let's see let's see dustin said yes plus baxter uh dropped that pass in the red zone he did he did um but look things that i want to talk about folks um the texas edge right what edge does texas have against the alabama uh team i like texas's defensive line seeing sweat brian murphy alfred broaden um yeah yeah, Dustin, you're talking about um, Jonathan Brooks dropped that uh, that uh, touchdown, but um, Broden Broden played his butts off, man. If y'all saw Broden, well, go back and watch the game, watch the film. He popped off on that film, man. Talking to Nash talks Texas. Let's go. I was just talking about Nash. Nash, there he is. He said he's going to call him in a bit. You know, if you, got, if you guys don't know, uh, Nash talks Texas. is also Texas clips, and that's where I get all my every you know, every play or I don't have to sit there and watch three and a half hours of a film. I can watch Nash's condensed version, 45 minutes, go subscribe and be a Patreon on his page. Um, Nash brings some of the best content that we have here for the Texas network. So um, yeah, you know, so I was saying about the, the, the uh, Texas defensive line, right? So you have the Texas defensive line with sweat, Coburn, I'm not Coburn. Sweat Murphy, Vernon Broughton, Um, You got Baron Sorrell also, who who's playing outstanding. Uh, you have Ethan Burke who who showed out and played well. Alfred Collins played well. I'm I'm telling you, man, I like Texas's defensive line, and for them to be able to neutralize what some you know some of the things that Alabama wants to do when it comes to running that ball. I think Texas is going to make Alabama a one-dimensional team, and this is going to be. Which defensive line is going to um which which defensive line is going to impose their will more on the opposing offensive line? Let me see what did Don C say. Oh, you fan here. I think if Texas is really like that this year, they gotta go dominate Bama, who I personally don't think is better than they were last year. Don C, hey man, if you want to call in Don C, hit that link in you know in my description for this video, man. You can voice your opinion on that too, man. Um, but look. Thanks for uh actually tuning in here, man, and leaving that comment. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, Texas has to go up here and show business, man. Um, I was telling uh, you know, Ty from ATS Sports, I said, look, Bryce Young ain't Bryce ain't coming through that door no more, man. Bryce ain't coming through that door. Uh, it's a different kind of game, though. Bryce won a lot of games being Bryce, because I think he was held back with uh, you know, you know, with the actual coaching from Bill O'Brien. I thought that he kind of held him back there last year in the last couple years. Bryce won a lot of games being Bryce. Which is uh crazy. Uh he's just 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 hella good, man. But yeah, I'm with you, Don D, you know, Don C man. Um Texas, I think Texas is that this year, but we just gotta figure out exactly how good we can be. I I future, what are you saying here? What's crazy is that the Texas D line is mostly three stars. Smells like development to me. It is a lot of development, but I, but I, I won't say they're mostly three stars. Alfred Collins, he was a, uh, a five star. Vernon Bryden was a high four star, near five star. I think Sweat was a low four star, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Baron Serrero was a three star. Ethan Burke was a four star. So I won't say most of them were were, were at three stars. I'll say he had some three stars sprinkled in there. Byron Murphy was a three star because of his size. Uh, but nah, uh, yeah, Texas's defensive line was mostly four stars with a couple, with one five star and a fringe five star guy on there. And then also you got to look at Sadir Mitchell, man. Sadir Mitchell was is a, is a big boy. You know, being, uh, you know, six foot five, 330, 240 pounds, composite four star guy as well. And Look, we got Quentin. Quentin, what's up, man? Can you hear me? All right, man. Everybody. Can everybody hear Quentin? Just put a thumbs up in the chat, man. So I make sure that, that uh, this is working. I don't see any thumbs up. But Quentin, go ahead and talk, man, what's going on? Yeah, hold on. I always said he can't hear you. Let me add you. Let me add you. All right. Let's see if you can hear him now. Go ahead and talk, man. I, I don't – I just – I just. we need Quinn. We need Quinn to be Quinn. We need Quinn to be the the, the five-star that he is, the NFL prospect that he is. It, I, I'm not worried about anybody else. Yeah. I, I think our running game will probably look much of like it did last year. We'll – 50 yards, 70 yards. We ain't going to be able to run on him. Can't nobody run on Alabama at home. Nobody. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So – I don't know, man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Look, I got um it's going to be interesting, man. I don't think we can run on him either. Uh I think we can run on him enough uh maybe to break one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you're right. It's it's got to be Quinn. He 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 has to be confident. The line has to give him some protection. You know, I want to see exactly what's going to happen here with the tinkering of that offensive line, man. So, we shall see, man, but Quinn, man, thanks for joining in, brother. Oh, no problem. All right, bro. Yep. Don C., what's going on, man? Don C., what's going on, man? You're on mute. His connection went bad, so I'll take him off from this game. But yeah, you know, so just talking what, you know, what Quentin said, man, it is going to be on Quinn. It's got to be on Quinn, man. It's got to be on Quinn. So um, here, here's Don C again. Let's see what Don C says. Yeah, man, we hear you now. What's going on, Don C? All right. What's
1: up, Nino, man? Pr- appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. man. Um, all right. So, you know, like I told you on Twitter earlier today, uh, you know, as soon as my team, I've been watching your channel for a while. It's actually crazy because um i feel like i i you know i you know obviously i hate texas but i i I gotta watch the, the texas content creators because y'all 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 tapped in so i got to see what's going on with man and me you know but um <laughs> in, in all seriousness like i really believe that like texas i'm kind of believing into the hype this year normally i kind of dismiss you i ain't gonna lie to you but this year i'm kind of believing into the hype and just looking at what I've seen from Alabama, and really this goes back to last year. If Texas is, if this is the year they're gonna do it, they got to do it now, because we're going into the SEC. Y'all going into the SEC too, right? So the tough, the competition only gonna get tougher moving forward, right? Yeah. And we we watched what happened with the Big Twelve this this past Saturday. Baylor lost Texas Tech, who was getting a bunch of you know uh, preseason hype. They got beat on the they got beat by Wyoming. So uh TCU got, you know, they got beat by uh Colorado and Deion Sanders and whatnot. So like I said, I mean, just from where I'm standing, if Texas, if they really like that, if they really like that, they gotta do it on Saturday. And I think this game gonna go one of two ways. Either Texas gonna blow Alabama out and flex their muscle, cause I really think Texas, they defense this is where they're going to have the advantage, in my opinion. I think their defense can control the game. Now, Quinn Ewers, um, from where I'm standing, he ain't looked the same really since he came back from that injury after uh, after you know Texas smacked up my team in the Cotton Bowl. Since <laughs> that game, Quinn Ewers really ain't – he ain't really looked like how he looked against Alabama. That was kind of the apex of his season last year. But if he gets it back together, hit a few deep balls to save it worthy, I really think if Texas is gonna win, they're gonna blow Alabama out. And if Texas lose, I think they're gonna get embarrassed. I don't <laughs> think this is a close game.
0: It's going on so? one way or the other. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. I gotta, I gotta see it, man. Um, I'm with you though on the Texas defensive front. I think, I think Texas can do their thing on the defense. You know, they they pretty much neutralized Alabama last year, and that was with Bryce, who you know he's a transcendent quarterback, right? Um, right. And so yeah, Texas did their thing. They they neutralized them pretty well. And Texas didn't lose a lot from that defense. We lost Overshawn, which is a big loss, but um we've replaced with a lot of talent. I think getting a Jalen Catalan is gonna be huge for us in that back end. Um, even though we lost Coburn, I I think we just got dogs on the line, you know. So I think Texas can neutralize that. Um, everybody wants to, you know, scream about the Alabama line and how big they are, six five, three forty, but You know, if Texas wants to go big and they go with a lineup with, you know, Sweat, uh, Broughton, Alfred Collins, Byron Murphy, you're looking at a line that's 6'4", about 330 pounds as well, right? So, you know, so they can match up if they want to go big, right? So um, I'm excited about the matchup, but I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think Bama blows them out. Um, Yeah. yeah. Jalen Milro, Milro. I got to see him complete a
1: pass because I watched that AM game last year when he started and I just I really wasn't that impressed. And I think Bryce really he kinda um he masked a lot of Bama's issues last year, even on the offensive line. Exactly. He did. He he was just that talented, right? So i like I said, I'm just and I'm you know, I ain't got no dog in this fight. Um just from where I'm standing. I think Texas got the that front seven can deal with with the running game and them stats you just you just laid out about how they ran the football. It seemed like you know that those yard per average wasn't that great against who was that Middle Tennessee St- Middle yeah. Tennessee State. Uh-huh. So I mean, if you, if you put all that together, I think Texas should go in there and do their thing.
0: That's just my opinion. Oh, cool. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, thanks, brother. I'm going to wait for somebody else to give a call, man. But thanks for the call, Don C. Appreciate it. All right, man. Yeah, folks. So, it's a good call from, uh, you know, an enemy, you know. But look, man, it's all love over here, man, until uh, week six. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bono. You know, so what do you mean about this on uh, – Oh, is that the Proctor play when Proctor got – um he got cleated? You know what I'm saying? like i mean he he got decleated man linebacker came down uh hit him, and he went back like six or seven yards right but um yeah, folks it's gonna be interesting uh Bama's edge is uh how was Bama going to beat texas there Bama's defensive line has to be unreal, I think, and I think bama Bama's line, I think, is going to be a better line against Texas. And I think Texas's defensive line is going to be a better line against uh, Bama's offensive line. Like I said before, is who is going to dominate the lines the most. Quentin's just said, I'm just real, Bama don't lose at home. That is true. Bama is very good at home. Um, But is this the same Bama team? And I know we say this every year. We say this every year. It is. It is. I mean, it's Bama, right? It's a Knicks saving coach team. Um, but I, I wanna see how this works. We got Cal coming in. Let's go ahead and let Cal in. Cal, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Nino? Glad to be on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, big fan been been watching for a
2: while. Um, but I so I just I just had one question. Um someone brought it up and you, you all may have talked about it already, but what are your thoughts about using Jalen Catalan as a spy of sorts on um on Because I feel like this is a game where we could, you know, gamble on his health. Honestly, like, you know, he's not not the most healthy guy and i i feel like ford he's too valuable to put in spy only hill is too young he's putting spy only and menda honestly i don't i don't trust i don't trust him to spy correctly but i feel like catalan is you know he's the perfect fit for you know taking a risk on that
0: oh man that'd be interesting but i you know catalan i think he's such a playmaker i think this this is what hurts the most having a guy like Mo Blackwell out because Mo Blackwell was a safety who was converted down to linebacker, and I think he would have been a perfect spy, you know, just to just to stay in front of Millrow because everybody says that he hits hard as hell, he covers well too. all, you know also so having him out this game, I think is something that hurts. But I don't know if I would want Catalan to just spy. I want Catalan to make plays. You know, that's one thing that this secondary was missing last year with turnovers, man. And, and I want Catalan to be a guy back there that's going to make plays. And I think. If if we bring him in to do that, it's it's just countering everything that we want Catalan to do for the season. So I don't know if I would do Catalan there, but uh, maybe a guy like Derek Williams, man, who is a 200 pound, you know, you know, albeit you know, like he's a freshman and everything, but he's a 200 pound guy, six foot, who lays the wood, who is fast, who can go sideline to sideline a lot like Overshawn could last year. Uh, but I don't know if Texas even spies him. I think Texas just tries to contain him. Um, and plays good sound defense, and and just see where it leads from there. If he starts gashing us, then maybe that's when Texas does try to do a a, a spy. But I think Texas just tries to stay as disciplined as, as a as a possible and not have to have anybody just dedicated to uh, to uh, Jalen.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think they try and like let the team be, beat them as opposed to Milrow. Yeah, leading, you know, sh- don't don't take the risk on the spy with you know Ford. Ford, you know, being too good to only put in the box, Bendem probably not having the skills, maybe the or or the IQ to do it. Hill being too young and Catalan, you just want them to, you know, be all over the field like Ford.
0: Yep, yep, you know, so same thing here with uh, Quentin said we need Catalan roaming it back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. And here's another one too: quick pass game, mostly match protect on five. Yep, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. But look, man. Thanks for joining in, brother. Yeah, of course I am. I was, just, I was watching in the background
2: of how the little fag decided to pop in. But
0: ooh, yeah, man. Well, cool, brother. I'll stay tuned in. Enjoy. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Our future says. Why do I have a feeling that people aren't expecting Quinn to complete a deep ball, but he does for a TD? That's a good one. I think. Look. It has to happen, right? Our future. It has to happen. Quinn has to eventually get it, right? I mean, he has to complete a deep ball, hopefully pretty soon, man. So um we had him there in the Washington game. We had two of them that were dropped, right? You know, so Worthy dropped a couple of them, but we understood that Worthy had the broken hand. And so um to see him get it last year towards the end of the season. Uh, you know, I think it's going to continue to roll on. It didn't look too good in the first game, but look, man, maybe that was first game just getting the jitters out the system kind of thing. Let's just hope. But I think Quinn's going to ball out. It's going to come a point to where the talent is, is, is there. All the talent is there for Quinn to do his thing, man. So um, I'm hoping I'm praying that Quinn does a hell of a job in this game on Saturday. I'm going to be at the game. So if anybody's going to be at the game Come and see me, man. If you see me, you know, I buy you a drink, whatever, man. But yeah, I'm going to be at the game. Uh, so hopefully we do uh do the damn thing because I don't want to be embarrassed up there and all my burnt orange and I got all these people in Crimson around me. They ain't gonna be pretty, man. But yeah, um, yeah, our future. I do believe Quinn's gonna do his thing too, man. I just got a good feeling about this game. I'm not gonna say a good feeling, but Texas is gonna be very competitive in this game. You know, they're gonna be very competitive in this game. You know what I'm saying? So, uh I don't think people are giving Texas a shot off of what they saw against Rice. And I think that is malpractice to uh think that what happened against Rice that that's going to be the deciding factor on what we do um you know in the upcoming game here. I I just got to feel in like Texas is 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 coming to play. Same thing happened last year. I don't think people gave him a shot last year and Texas did the damn thing. Uh so Texas probably should have won that game. I ain't gonna say all that, but you know, there was a safety in the end zone that they didn't call, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hicks says, I think our DBs match up well with Bam. Yeah, I do too. I think we got a strong defensive back room. Um, uh, playing the boundary there, you got Ron Watts, physical guy, man, who probably at the next level, he could play cornerback or safety get the next level. I mean, once Watts gets his hands on you, it's a wrap. He like he is going to move you around. Um, and I think the beauty about that Rice game is that we didn't hear anything from the DBs, which is great, which means there were no pass interference calls, which means that passes weren't getting, you know, like they weren't getting actually completed on them, like at deep rates and at, and at um, you know, high clips. We didn't hear anything from that DB role, which was great. The only thing that we heard was Austin Jordan got an interception and we saw Manny muhammad do his thing – um, has some great coverage out there, but it was a very quiet day in the DB room, and that's exactly what you want from your defensive backs, man. So I enjoyed that, but I'm with you though. I'm with you. I think Ryan Watts is going to be a big player to get some of those speedy guys off their route quick um, if they're able to get around him quick enough. I think the um, I think the 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 intelligence of a Jalen Catalan – and a Jaron Thompson are going to pay dividends here in this game too as well. I think whoever's starting on the opposite side, whether it's Terrence Brooks, Gavin Holmes, uh, you know, Manny Muhammad, I don't think Manny's going to start, of course, but he might get some snaps in this game, Um, you know, but I just got a really good feeling that they're going to do some really good things here. I liked how this DB room looked the last game. Now I'm saying that those wide receivers uh, for Rice ain't the wide receivers for Bama. And so, this, there's going to be some balls completed, but I think the weak point for Bama in the passing game is going to be Jalen Murrow until we un, until proven not, right? And so we know Jalen Murrow's strong point is, is him running the ball. Um, once Jalen Murrow has to come off that first read and has to start making – has to start diagnosing the game, what do we think is going to happen? And my brother from another is on right now. Let's go – Let's go uh hit up Nash. Nash, what's going on, baby?
3: Oh, what's up, man? Sorry, I'm on I was I was meeting the other uh, YouTube. <laughs> I was on the blade. So all right, uh I just wanted to kind of talk, man. Like I, I, I haven't gotten completely through the Alabama game. I had to go run some errands. But man, like they they don't seem undefeatable. How people like how people are making that defensive backroom field or feel yeah. and sound. Like for example, a guy like Caleb Downs, I think, is a perfect example. Early on in the year, that this Alabama team is not going to be the same team that they are later in the year. Mm-hmm. Caleb Downs is by what they he is a tremendous athlete. Like Homer said, he can get in a he can put himself in the wrong position but still be right.
0: Yep. exactly. Because he's
3: that athletic. But there was one play that stood out to me, man. And I I know we're we're sitting here talking about the deep ball. I'm about to talk about the deep ball. It's Texas, <laughs> so, you know, who knows what happens there, but uh. They had, like, there was a guy that just had, I mean, he was, he probably had 10, 10 yards on downs. Yeah. Up. And there were just times where the, like, the defensive line for Middle Tennessee, I'm like, that there's just, there's no way Texas defensive line plays this poorly.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: it's just like, this is a legit Texas defense. I don't think people understand, like, how good it's going to be. And regardless of what happens, we're gonna have a fun time watching this game because it is NFL talent on both sides of the field, all over.
0: Yep, I agree, man. I agree. Um, I don't think people are giving this defense their credit because there are not a lot of household names in the defense. You know, um, you know, there's not a lot of I would say coverage. You know, Bama gets all the coverage and you know their conferences, it, you know, it, it is the best conference in the in the uh, country, and so Nick Saban and Bama get all the coverage there. They're going to have, you know, like, like the Caleb Downs. Everybody knows Caleb Downs, how just how good he is, and he's a freaking amazing player. Uh, but Texas is starting to get those guys back again. But we don't have those household names, but a guy like Sweat is is a guy that's – if he plays the way that he's been playing over those last six games, seven games of last year, and how he played against Rice, he's going to be a, an easy day to pick. Second or third round pick, easy. And that you yeah, know what, two-
3: for a super senior, that's fucking excuse my language, sorry, but that's just that's amazing, right? You like the, so for a super senior to be playing that high, uh, playing themselves into that like st- uh, stratosphere of being able to be, hit that level of a draft pick, that's just it's it's amazing. And uh, like you said, I mean, honestly, I think like a guy like Manny Muhammad, I think he's gonna get a ton of reps,
0: yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, you know he's, we'll see. I'm not sure about a ton of reps. I mean, look, I'm just saying
3: he's too talented to keep off the field, right? Yeah. So when you when you talk about the spring game, like I like I have, I've, I've I've I'll say this every single time I talk about the spring game. But the only things I care about are wide receivers running routes, defensive backs covering those routes, and the quarterback's ability to hit those routes. Mm-hmm. And Malik Muhammad, I mean. It, from him in a Texas uniform, I don't think I've seen a single rep of his where he has over 2 yards of separation on him. And if it is, it's just for a split second and he's right back on their hip. I yep. mean, he is a very talented cornerback and it shows like Nick Saban really wanted him.
0: Exactly. I heard he was on the phone with him for an entire hour before he uh he signed his paperwork. He was and trying time to Time get- is
3: money for Nick Saban, so that's, <laughs> uh, that's that's a lot of money right there spent. <laughs>
0: You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. But um, really? it's
3: crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just man. I love our defensive backs, man. The cornerbacks. You know, it's just it's so much. It's so deep. Like you saw in the Rice game. This yep. is finally like a room where we can just have multiple sets of cornerbacks at a time.
0: Yep, and just yep, exactly. in,
3: interchange them and not not have much of a loss, if any loss.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Quentin, I'm not going to put Quentin comment up there about Watts. but <laughs> Let's see what uh, comment we got from Ladarius here. He said, Sweat's going to play its way into a late round of first or earliest. Yeah, man. There's two things you can't teach, right? And everybody knows this is size and speed. And um, Sweat's 360 pounds at 6'4", 6'5", right? And so he has the size and it's not sloppy weight either. You know, when you hear somebody who's 350, 360, you're like, that's got to be sloppy, right? So it's not sloppy weight. He's just a big dude, man. And he has great footwork. He has great footwork for a big guy. This is a guy that played basketball in high school. who was dunking all over the place and stuff like that. So he has great footwork. He's a really good athlete, especially for his size. And um, he just moves so quick. His hand placement is really good too. Um, Yeah, Nash, I was talking about, you know, when you and Jay Bass sent the film over on Vernon Bryden and how he just popped off the screen. I'm listening. Yeah. yeah, man. So him popping off the screen was just freaking stupid, man. I mean, it, it was just stupid, but it was good to see Vernon Bryden kind of coming to his own. So I was I was really excited to you know, like to see that, too. Um, the I question. mean, he's a
3: guy that I think can play that sweat role next year, coming back as a super senior and really like trying to ball out and, you know, maximize his draft ability.
0: Yeah, here so, here so Ben says, I'll be interested in seeing if Texas decides to rush Milrow or contain. Honestly, I like to see the edges contain and work the flats. If Sweat can get pressure up the middle, flush Milrow, uh, then Swamp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Contain, play sound defense. Um, see if they can make Milrow have to make decisions with his arm and not his legs. Keep him in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket. Um, so yeah I'm with you. all right hey guys if you if you guys want to join in for a call hit that link in the, the description or on the pinned um the pinned comment in the comments man hit the link you can dial in man you can join the stream and voice your opinion and not have to type okay so yeah uh let me see then Vince warm you know so I was actually on Nash's show what was it yesterday Nash
3: it was yesterday yeah it was yesterday. Um, yeah, so, I, I always think the
0: mornings. <laughs> yeah, Yesterday might as well have been this
3: morning.
0: Yeah, man. So if you guys don't know, Nash is on Orange Blood. He has a show that he does at 6 30 in the morning, 6 30 to 7 30. So they had me come on and we talked about some stats and, and something that Texas has to clean up, man, is these third downs. Uh, you know, so third downs, man. Uh, last year was horrible on third downs. I think third down in Texas had like 175 third downs last year, over half of them. Well, almost half of them, uh, hundred is like 76 of them or so were third and long, which third and seven or more. And Texas only completed about 13% of those third downs, right? So that's horrible. I think they had a third a third down completion rate for all third downs, around 34 35%, which is also horrible. So, um, yeah, they got to get better on third downs. They weren't too much better this year, you know, um, against Rice as well. And so, you know, just looking at those third down stats against Rice – uh, we had uh, 15 third downs. We were successful on six of them, and so we had a 40% rate of being successful on third downs. On third and short, though, which you know I, I, I thought we'd have been a lot better, we were one for th- we were one for four on third and shorts, which are plays of three yards or less on third down. We were one for four, so we've got to get better. And to piggyback on that, the blocking has to get better um, on third and fourth downs. Man, uh, I was surprised to see Gunnar Helm. Uh, kind of whiff on the block, you know. I saw it was him. It was Mitchell. Both of them. That disappointed man. because yeah. I, Gunner
3: Holmes is a guy that, like, I like. I have a like, I have a lot of respect for him because he's a really he's a good tight end.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that
3: play just was not indicative of who he like who he is as a tight end.
0: Yep, and he's a hell of a blocking tight end too. So that's what that's what kind of got me. Um, let's see what our future says here. Oh, we got somebody down there Michaels. Add him to the scene, All right, What's going on, man? Out. One second, please. My camera is right. having a bit of issues. Oh yeah, you good, man? You good? If you care about that. Nah, it's all good. You can have the camera, no camera, whatever you want. All right, no problem. One moment, sorry. I know you. You guys yeah. can continue. All right, brother. You know, so Don CMC. So feature says Don C. The reports of him being Texas's most natural pass rusher it's true. He got a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I guess he's talking about Anthony Hill. As soon as I read the comment, yeah, he actually talking about Ant Hill. Um, But yeah, Texas has to get better on third downs again, Dash man. You know, we we that's something that we haven't been too good at since we've had Sark here, and we just got to get better. We can't get behind in the chains either. I think that's what we're doing on first and second downs. Maybe taking shots just uh, maybe taking shots we shouldn't be taking right now, basically um, on those first and second downs, which are causing us to have. Longer third downs. When we have those longer third downs, it's just harder to convert, right? So,
3: and it's uh, also, I mean, it's we're we're not we're not at home, you know. Like this is like this. We're we're going to be at a away stadium with Alabama with a hundred thousand people in the in the stands. So it's just (laughs) like you know, like playing. Like I don't want to be playing on third down where I'm listening to a bunch of crowd noise, like. Because they got a graphic on the screen saying, Hey, it's third down, get loud, right?
0: Yeah, no. exactly, exactly. We got to do it 24 7. But first off, man, Doncy, appreciate that, uh, that super chat, man. He said, Uh, did you see my Sooners move up to number four and now the favorite in the Big 12, according to the computers? LOL, keep up the good work, Big Dog. Man, Doncy, appreciate that, man. All love until October in that damn, uh, half stadium of crimson and burnt orange. And it's going to get down and physical like it was last year, man. But, man, appreciate you, uh, you know, for that 20 bucks, man. Appreciate
3: it. Yeah. Hey, this is, it's put up or shut up time.
0: This it is, really man. Cool to. It is, man. Definitely put up a shut up time, but man, Hey, Nash, appreciate it, man. I'm going to be on yours too tonight, man. You're at 10 o'clock, right? Uh, 10
3: 30, 10 30. All right, man. Yeah. yeah, man, I'll be there. All right. Appreciate it, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, that was crazy. Really crazy. All right. Yeah. So stats that, that look, I'm going to pull up. Um let me see. Oh, man. Explosive plays, right? Explosive plays. I'm going to pull this up. First off, let me share my screen here for a minute. I'm want to. i going to pull up something for you guys. You know, you guys know I got my own website, so it's going to be NinosCornerSports.com. I'm going to share the screen, and we're going to talk about uh, – let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's share the screen. I want to talk about uh, explosive plays, right? And so with me talking about explosive plays – here okay explosive plays if you go to the website ninoscornersports.com go down to stats right if you go down to stats we look at xpr which is the explosive play rate one thing that i want to talk about here folks is in the casey thompson era i want you to hear this out for a minute in the casey thompson era when it comes to explosive play yards passing and explosive play um, rate Let's see, Casey passed for 2,635 yards in 2021. Uh, Yards per explosive play were around 27 yards, but explosive play rate for passing yards, 63%, almost 63% of our total total yards passing came from explosive play yards, meaning plays. I track explosive plays as, as plays that are 20 yards or more passing the ball in 15 yards or more rushing the ball. Texas was highly explosive in 2021 with Casey Thompson. Now, the next year we get Quinn, right? We get Quinn, our explosive play rate went down to 47%. 47%, folks. Um, we were not explosive at all. Um, yeah, so 47% of our, ex, of, of our total passing yards were explosive play yards. And now it's just a one-game sample here for 2023, 43% here for Texas uh this year, 43.7%, which you know, of course it's a one game sample, but that one game was against Rice. That number should be higher. We hit those deep balls, folks. We it it's definitely up. If those deep balls are up, we're looking at that's probably the XPRs are going to be in the 65 to 70% range, which is something that I think Texas will be Texas fans would be very happy to have. Very happy to have, man. But that is something that we need to get better. So explosive plays are something that I love to track, something that we haven't been that uh, good at since Sark's second year. Once we had Quinn come on boards, it's about hitting that deep ball, man. We haven't been able to hit that deep ball. Uh, so that's one thing that um, you know I want to share. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about when it comes to explosive plays and the rushing game, Sark's always been pretty explosive you know, when it comes to the rushing game. The the uh, XP rate in 2021, we had Bijan and Rojo, 8.2%, right? So uh, 8% of the time, Texas, when they ran the ball, there were plays that were 15 yards or more. So that's that's pretty high. And the same thing for the next season, 8.76%, right? and But if we go and take a look at this year, 10.8%. And it should be 108 but – yeah, so so it's ten point eight percent, which is what our XP rate is when it comes to explosive play yards for rushing. And that's something that we gotta get done here, I think, for Texas man. Um, let's take a look. One more thing I want to talk about, like we said here, the explosive play rate for passing. When Casey was here, look, almost seventeen percent of the time, you know, at, you know that was a play that was going twenty yards or more. Uh, Quinn's first year, 12%. And then from that small game, the uh, sample size here, Air from the Rice game, 10%, so almost 11%. So we've got to get better on that, folks. We've got to get better. All right, folks. Look, if you want to dial in, you want to talk some ball with me, man, hit that link. Uh, and, yeah, you can dial in, voice your opinion, talk about the team, talk about the game. You know, look, let's make it happen. Let's see here. Cal's back on. So um, you're talking about like, explosive plays, and yeah, um, I, I so
2: I think I think explosive plays are a good like team site indicator, and I, I agree with you that we got to get back to you know just getting these getting these plays like how we had in the first year, yeah. Um, but with regards to being like a person indicator, I feel like it's kind of skewed. Where you know like like the the first play of the OU game in 21, where Quinn threw a screen to Worthy and took it down to the house. That that's, yeah. that plays all all on. All and Worthy, but still counts as explosive play for Quinn and worthy and the team. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, me personally, I felt like Casey probably had more deep ball throws than Quinn than Quinn had last year, and you know, the one game this year. But Quinn definitely has a better arm talent. Like, you know, there's a video oh, yeah. throwing throw 80 yards, I think, like as a high school junior, which is insane. Um, and so I, I he could definitely hit those deep balls, but he just hasn't for whatever reason like maybe it's it's, i honestly think it's mental um it's probably a lot a lot of mental thing and i could i mean i I still i still i still know people on the uh on the team like i i went to uta graduated graduated last year and knew 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 a few guys on the team um so i can I, i can i can you know try and like ask them if it's like a mental aspect but i noticed like in the rice game on when Nash put out the clips of I think the six or seven deep balls he threw, he was pretty much all going off the back foot, like going back yeah. to the mechanics. It's the footwork,
0: man. It's mechanics. You're right, man. You know, so me and Nash talk about that. Me, Nash, and Texas Homer, we were talking about that during the game where it's like, why is he throwing off his back foot? I mean, you you can't do that at this level because everybody's fast at this level, right? You know, you know, so it's it's not high school, but but yeah, I mean he's so talented. I think he's so talented and so I would guess um, confident in his arm that he thinks he can make those shots and, and it's difficult now, right? Uh, so I don't know what it is, man. He has to stop throwing up that back foot, you know. Yeah. But also it's, it's the line too, right? The line has to give him time to step into those throws, and if he steps into those throws, I think he can make them.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, like maybe like one or two, just one of those like one one thousand, two one thousand, <laughs> two one thousand <000, laughs> you know. Like, exactly. you know you, like, there's like you know it's I, I i didn't i didn't see a lot of this from off the top of my head from the game last year but then that was the second where i was thinking and it, it did work it did work some last season um i feel like worthy and worthy and quinn they were better on like the intermediate game where quinn can use his arm talent to really just zip it through to the you know into the into the wind the short window on when they time their routes and the worthy can use his speed his agility his quickness, um, or you know, said speed is supposed to be ready, but his you know his quickness, his agility, um, to, you know, shift shift around the playbooks and do and you get some get some yak as opposed to try, trying that deep ball and you know having a 165 pound dude trying and moss, moss a DB where they're probably not going to call PI on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. I want to talk about this comment here too. You know, from you know from Taylor. Uh, well, not Taylor. Uh, where's the other comment? But hey, Taylor, what's going on, man? Um, yeah, so Ben put up a comment about X working out the slot, right? So he hopes that X works the slot versus Bama. Give me AD, Nayer, and Jonte on the outside. Um, I think Sark has a lot of wrinkles in this game for X. X is the playmaker on this team. I think he has a lot of wrinkles for X in this game just for the simple fact that his wide receiver room is finally healthy, right? We've we, it's finally healthy. We got AD Mitchell, we got Jordan Whittington healthy, X is there. Isaiah Nair, Jonte Cook, you got a deep room, and plus the emergence of J.T. Sanders, which I don't think Alabama knew what kind of player he was last year because it was you know last year was his coming out party, and so now they know you're going to have to put somebody over the top of him and make sure that he doesn't get deep, and now I think that's just going to let X eat some more, and it's going to let Mitchell eat some more, and and Whittington should be able to come across the middle, which Whittington, Whittington had a really good sneaky game last game catching those intermediate routes, catching some of those deep balls. I mean, he had a really good game. He was four for four. Um, every play was a first down except his last catch, but that was A.D. Mitchell didn't block on that catch like he should have, and that caused him not to get the yardage that I thought that he should have. But Whittington's going to be a, a dude. A dude I, yeah, sure. I, think,
2: I think Whittington is the X factor of his game, and also the season. You know, he's, he's making those plays like he's looking like the – the five-star running back receiver hybrid that was coming out of high school and it's finally healthy you know i think is he's saying you know he's eating well um so you're not getting the the fats and the sugars so, you know break, break down his body um yeah i mean i, I think i think he's the x-factor if you know you get him to space and just you know have have him do work
0: yep yep exactly all right well hey guys anybody else want to dial in dial in hit that link in the, you know in my description um or it's gonna be one of the pinned comments, man. But hey, Cal, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate, Appreciate the it. call, brother. Yep. Let's see. I like A D being the being the factor for this game. You know, that's good. You know, I think so too, man. I like I like Adonai Mitchell too, man. Um, he's gonna be a guy. If we can just get the deep ball to him, I think he can go make a great play. Um I think JT Sanders is going to eat this game. I do. I think JT Sanders is going to is going to do great things this game. Um, I don't know why I got that feeling. I just got a feeling he's going to do good and um, he's going to uh, make a couple big plays. So I got JT Sanders being an X factor for this game. I mean, I got X. I, I just think we we're so talented. We just got to be able to distribute the ball, right? That's the thing. That's the thing. So. Say, Dustin said, I'm scared of our team on the road. They have not shown they travel well, but I think we beat Bama by two scores. I don't know about two scores, Dustin, but I'm here for it if it happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm here for it if it happens. Uh, say, I future uh, at Quentin. Uh, what do you say? Low key. Uh, when he first got to Texas and they showed the clips of him throwing, I was like, why does he seem he's going through the motions? Oh, so you talking about Quinn. Okay, Woodington is going to be nuts in the NFL. If he doesn't get drafted, he is going to be a steal for some team. I think Woodington gets drafted, man. I do. I think he has a pretty good season this year. If he has a good season this year he puts up another five, 600 yards like he did last year, I think he gets drafted, whether it's later on in the rounds. Like I said, he's going to test well. Uh, he is a guy – Rob Babers talks about this all the time when he talks about um, Shanahan with the 49ers and how much – uh, you know, NFL teams like positionless football, um, where, you know, those are value picks, right? A guy like Jordan Whittington is going to be a value pick for a team, you know, and and if they get him in, you know, like as an undrafted free agent, that's even more value. But I think in the later rounds, he's going to be one of those value picks because when you look at guys like debo um, who who plays running back and some wide receiver, you're looking at Jordan Whittington saying that could be him. Like, that's that's him. He's that guy that if everything clicks and comes together, that's him. You know, he's a guy that can play wide receiver. We have seen it. He's also a guy that if, if you need him in a pinch to run the ball some, he can do that too as well. I like Quentin saying he's a fifth-rounder. I like that too, Quentin. I, I, I say a fifth or a sixth-rounder goes to Jordan Woodson, but it's all depending on the kind of season that he has this year. So I'm excited for Woodson, man. Um, he's just so steady. He's just so steady. Yeah, so Nash is, I think he goes between four and seven. Yeah, so that's about right. You know, so you know, so there's there's Quentin. He says fifth round or so. Um, who is it? Oh, no, don't, no, no, Quentin. No. <laughs> uh no, don't, don't say that. Don't say that, man. Let me take that off. I want look, I don't want the juju in the air, man. I don't want the juju in the air, bro. Uh let's see. Yep, I like when it's in here in this game too as well, man. Well, look, folks, man, this has been fun, man. If you guys want to dial in, hit that dial in button again, man. If you want to dial in, but this is the first time that we've done this little call in show. I got to work some of the mechanics out. I, th- I thought we could be able to call and you guys could talk from the back screen, but I'm going to check on that again. But uh, just let me know how you like this format. I always like to hear you guys' um, you know opinions, and sometimes it's better just to hear your voice, you know, just instead of seeing you type the stuff up there, man. So. Um, yeah but look like the video man while you're in there it helps me out a lot helps it, it, it honestly helps the channel grow a lot um, I want to have more content out here probably tomorrow and I got something up my sleeves here for Friday so got a pretty big announcement on Friday so uh, unless we have any more comments I think I might end this thing man um because uh I gotta get ready uh, for Nash's show in about an hour so I'm a in for my brother Nash's show man I always show support between uh the uh, content creators. But folks, on that note, man, like in all the pockets, man, do you, don't be afraid to feel like grow your environment, understand your brilliance, some horns are always up, man. Hook them. I'm out. Deuces. Peace.